This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. From baseball's top personalities. The Hall of Famer, one of the great TV broadcasters, Bob Costas is here on A's Cast Live. To the A's legendary players. Five-time Major League Baseball home run champ, Mark McGuire is with us here. You never know what stories you're going to hear. We used to come out here to lunch and run with our shirts off. <laughs> you would say. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Time now for another edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. How about this group? Some guys that were pretty good players, now they're managers. Dave Roberts. Yeah, Dave Roberts of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Bobby Crosby, former Rookie of the Year, now the manager in Midland for the A's. And then the great leader of men. Right before Monday Night Football in the first game for his Buffalo Bills, Fran Reardon. Now this is a group right here. Dave Roberts, Bobby Crosby, and Fran Reardon. We'll start with the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Dave Roberts. Dave, it's Chris Townsend with the A's. It's great to have you on again. Chris, how you doing? Uh, doing great. You know, we were just reminiscing the last time we had you here on A's Cast Live was uh, in spring training. I know COVID ended up happening, but the last time we had you on, you won the World Series. You know what? So you guys were uh, a, a huge uh, benefactor. Uh, or, you know, huge, uh, you guys helped us, uh, helped aid this. So hopefully this is a sign of the times and, and a look into the future, Chris. That's what we're trying to say. We might be here for you. And I was thinking about it, you know, we always think when it, when when a, when a team has a super team, that's when they're going to win the World Series. But it's not always when you have the super team. You can think about when you won it as a player with the Red Sox. And I think about this year with the team you have here. I know a lot of people don't think about this as a super team, but I definitely could see this as a team that could win the World Series. I, I think so. You know, and, and and I think last year, to your point, is like I thought we had a super team. And- yeah. Uh, we got eliminated in the first round. So that's the great thing about baseball is the uncertainty. And uh, you can't get LeBron and company and know you're going to be in the finals. You know, so uh, with baseball, it's different. But uh, to your point, I, I just love this team. I think we can prevent runs. Uh, we have a good group of uh, young players, veterans. Uh, you, you've seen the last couple of nights the way we control the zone and the situation you're hitting. So, yeah, I mean, there's some teams that on paper might be a little bit better. But I, I really like this, this team. Speaking of LeBron or a guy up here like Steph Curry, you think of somebody that just has the unreal talent. You've played with a lot of great players. You've managed, coached around a lot of great players. Where do you put Mookie Betts with all of the greats that you've been around? You know what I think? Uh, I, I've been around a lot of good ones. A lot of uh, guys that have been in the Hall of Fame, guys that are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, but I think with Mookie's skill set, um, I, I put him right at the top. And I say that because I just don't know a player that can go up there and 
you know, win a handful of gold gloves in the outfield and then come back and play major league shortstop and plus plus second base, uh, hit at the top of the order, hit homers and score runs, get on base and not compromise defense. So um, he's a very unique uh, ball player. And I'm telling you guys, uh, an even better person. And, you know, and I say that because his uh, willingness to bounce around the diamond, kick out to uh, right field in a game or come back into second base um, just opens it up and gives me more uh, latitude with the lineup. And it just, Everyone's got to fall in, fall in line uh, because Mookie does that. Yeah, and then it'll go out and bowl 300. I mean, what, what can't this guy do? No, I mean, he, he's, uh, he's a single-digit handicap. He's oh. bowled uh, close <laughs> to a dozen uh, 300 games. He can play darts with the best of them. Yeah. Uh, he can shoot threes like Steph. So, I don't know, he can dunk a basketball. But the great thing about him is that he doesn't realize he's a superstar, and that's what uh, just my heart goes out to him. Well, you, you, sometimes maybe you need to remind him what a good football player you used to be. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you know what? Uh, if we go to glory days, I'll still take him on the football field. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I played against you in high school. Yeah, you definitely were a terrific player at Rancho Buena Vista. I'll never forget that. Uh, you know, when you start talking about your first baseman, too, Freddie Freeman, you just look at the numbers. You look at the series. You look at everything. I mean, he does everything, defense, offense. You talk about driving foul pole to foul pole can drive the ball. Did you realize when you were getting him that he was going to be this good? I didn't. I, I didn't. I, I think that, you know, when you see a guy uh, six times a year and, and we saw him in the postseason and you're trying to game plan and there's really no place to go to get this guy out. Um, but to see him every day and his relentlessness to be in the lineup um, and the preparedness, uh, left-handed, right-handed, he does it every day. He values his defense. You see him taking balls, uh, you know, when we're during, during batting practice at shortstop to keep his legs moving, his feet moving. And um, I've just – the bat to ball, the ability to hit for average, to slug when you need to, I've never seen anything like it. So I'm certainly – you mentioned Mookie. We're talking Freddie right now. Uh, I feel very fortunate every day to be able to pencil these guys in the lineup. You end up getting quite a few players at the deadline – and we've already seen Lynn, what he was able to do. You have Kike's like, a, like an old glove. You, you know him so well. Just talk about that haul and how you think them fitting into the fabric of your team just makes you that much better. It does. And I, and I think a little bit, it gets, I think it got lost a little bit on the baseball world, the splash that we made, because it wasn't right at the 11th hour. And you mentioned Kike, and he's a Swiss Army knife. And, I, you know, I trust him in, in a lot of different spots. And, so to get him back, I think that the uh, familiar surroundings, you're going to see the best of him. Um, you know, Joe Kelly's a guy that, again, we're kind of uh, bringing him back, and you can see how much the fans love Joe Kelly here in Los Angeles. And Ahmed Rosario, man, I'm really looking forward to seeing him. You guys probably saw him a lot oh, more yeah. than we have. Um, but I just love the guy. And to be able to have him to raise the floor, raise the ceiling for our ball club on the position player side. Um, and then Lance Lynn. So I think that Lance, we're betting on, you know, uh, him being Lance Lynn. I think this year was uh, a unique year as far as where they were at as a ball club. But he's recharged, and uh, he gave us a good one the other night. Talk about that relationship you have with the guy in the other dugout, Mark Kotze, our skipper. I'm watching Mark uh, right now throw BP, and uh, I'll tell you, man, is uh, 
he's one of my good buddies, but to see him um, every day or to talk to him and to watch him right now in the series and see how positive he's remaining uh, with this club and pouring into the coaches, the players, uh, I'm proud of him. And um, you, you got to play the hand you're dealt, uh, but to hear the noise outside, you know, at the Coliseum here, you're even hearing chants and uh, to try to drown that out to keep the players playing hard. Uh, I respect that so much. And, uh, you know, he's a baseball guy. He's open to the information. And most importantly, man, he's getting guys playing hard for him. Well, let's end on this. We're down at the winter meetings in both of our old hometown, San Diego. And we're around all these Padre people, all these Giants people. Everybody's talking this big game that the Dodgers are done and they're going to overtake the Dodgers. And we're sitting there at the winter meetings going, are you guys really sure about that? You have not slayed the dragon yet. Uh, what was that like going into this year where you are now? Everybody thought, oh, the Dodgers are in trouble, and here you are in first place once again. You know what? I, I, I'm, it's something that uh, we're proud of. I, I think that, you know, whether you're talking about winning, a, winning an offseason, winning a deadline, you know, the bottom line is that we do a great job, uh, as good as anybody, I think, uh, as an organization to – uh, put out a contender every year and to develop young players. And that comes with, you know, scouting and development, player development, coaching. And nowadays, as you know, that you get younger players up here that you got to still develop guys and teach them the right way to play baseball. But, you know, fortunately, we mentioned two great people and Freddie and Mookie to have them, uh, you know, pour into our culture. Um, but yeah, you hear all that stuff and, uh, we were written off on spring training this year, but here we are. And uh, like I said, I like our ball club, but we got a lot of work to do. Nothing but respect, Dave. Always appreciate the time. Good luck to you guys. Stay healthy and uh, go get it. And make a big run at it. It's going to be fun. Thanks so much for having me on. Great catching up. Take care. Dave Roberts, the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers right here on A's Cast Live. Bobby, it's great to see you. How are you? I know it's at the end of the season, but it's always good to have you on Ace Cast Live. Thanks, Tony. I'm good. Yeah, six more left and, and we're done, but it's been a good year. You know, what a battle you've had throughout the season, right? You've had to deal with a lot of different players. We'll get into that. But but right now, sitting at 500, just talk about what the season's been like for you and your staff. Uh, it's been a roller coaster. I mean, we, we knew coming in we had a bunch of prospects and – you know, I had had almost the same team for the past couple of years, you know, guys repeating here in double A. And this year, you know, we had, you know, new faces. We had Lawrence Butler and Denzel Clark and Daryl Hernandez, and it was a different kind of group. Um, and then, you know, about a month or two in, they all gelled and became tight and we we're firing as a team. And then, you know, next thing you know, they're all gone up to triple A and I got a whole new crop. So it's been, it's been up and down. It's been crazy having one team and then, Pretty much the whole team leaves, and you got a whole you know whole new set of guys to deal with. But it's been a good, it's been a good challenge. We had Fran Reardon on yesterday, and I'm going to ask you the same question about. Obviously, it's great when your guys get promoted. That's exactly what you want to see. Then you have a new crop come in, as you said. But still, at Midland, you want to win. It's about winning, and you have a message, and you have a style, and there's a way that you want to play. What is that like when the team is constantly changing, but your message isn't going to change? Yeah, I guess that's the biggest part is I, I you know, I got to stay on the path on, on what I believe and how I expect them to play the game. You know, this year was a little bit different because we had so many guys leave. There's only a few guys left that really, you know, understood exactly what I wanted. 
So for the first couple of weeks, there's some growing pains where guys had to understand, you know, the type of game that I want to be played and what they should do in certain situations. You know, I like to let guys almost fail a little bit here. Um, and then I, I let them know what they did wrong, opposed to saying, hey, you have to do this. This has to be the way. Um, so it's a little bit different style, but, um, you know, it, it took some time um, for the other guys to to fully understand what my expectations were. But, um, you know, we, we ended up kind of going on a roll there and guys have played well. You know, you said the word fail, and I've been talking about that a lot lately on this show and also on the A's Clubhouse show after the game. It just seems to me in the sport of baseball, we are afraid to have people fail. And failure is a part of life, right? It's it's called job experience. And so many times a guy starts to struggle, they say shut him down or send him down or talk about that fail. I mean, you went through this process as a player. Yeah. Failure is a part of your growth and help makes you better. Why are we so afraid of that in our game now? I hope we're not. I mean, at least we're not, you know, at our level or, you know, I, I like guys to, to make mistakes. Like I said, I, I don't want to coach robots. I don't want guys to just know everything they're supposed to do and, and they have to do it exactly that way right out the gate. Um, I like them to, you know, make mistakes and understand why they made them. They're not just going about the game in just a robotic fashion where they just are doing whatever I say and don't know why they're failing. So for them to make the mistakes themselves and then we talk about it and they understand it, to me, that's a better learning process. So you can see the kind of the light click on at some point when they're they're doing things that I feel is the right way to play and the A system believes. You know, I, I think about I'm married to a teacher, so I know it's like to be around someone who's a coach and a teacher every day and being around you for so long and watch you evolve. And that that's what I think about with you. I think about, yeah, coaching and teaching. I really view you so much also as a teacher. You care about these kids but you want them to do it the right way. You have that belief there's an Oakland A's way to play baseball. Just talk about for you as a coach, manager, how you have evolved and how basically you understand this. So much of this is really teaching the game. Yeah, it's teaching the game and it's, and it's teaching the personalities. It's, you know, some guys, the way the game is now, guys like to celebrate a little bit more, you know, and that could be shown it on the field. I mean, maybe yeah. it's not maybe, it's a definitely. Um, and how they do things. And that's not how I was brought up. I was, you know, brought up to act like you've done it before. Um, so it's, it's a little bit different way and you have to read guys, you know, differently. Um, every player wants to be coached a certain way and it's our job to figure out what they, you know, what makes them tick. And for me, it's, you know, this season was a, it was a trying season. It, it was a lot of different personalities, a lot of different talent levels and to get guys to buy into a, a singular goal, and, and a way of doing things and, and celebrate when you're winning, when you're winning and you're, and you're, and you're doing awesome yourself. Great. Celebrate it, have fun. But you know, you hit a double and, and we're down by six and you want to give the, the antlers to the team, you know, to your teammates, like, dude, that now might not be the time. But, you know, there's some learning curves, but you know, you gotta, you know, find out at what point you can kind of teach them and help them out. It's so true. Like you'll be you'll be watching a game like in Colorado, and it's fourteen to like four, and the guy does it, and every team's got their little thing, and you're like, yeah. "Bro, you're getting blown out by ten. What are you doing?" I mean, but yeah. I mean that 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 is the game today. Uh, but I love the fact that you know it's how it, you're doing it because you care about these kids. And just talk about you know you've had a lot of guys go up to AAA this year. What are those conversations like? 
Because I got to think when they're getting that message from you, a guy who played in the big leagues, had success in the big leagues, and when you talk to them about that graduation, it's got to mean a, a lot to these players. So just talk about kind of your message when guys go from you now and up to AAA. Oh, I mean, it's it's obviously a good message. It's obviously, you know, when I get to promote someone, it's a, it's a good feeling. And I hope that when they go to Fran or they go to Cots in the big leagues, they they understood here the right way to play. So for me, it's it's just, you know, it's I'm excited for them. You know, and I still talk to all the guys that, that have left here and, and are in Vegas or in Oakland. Um, I, you know, I guess I've built bonds with those guys where, where they know that, you know, I'll always have their back and always stick up for them. And, and, you know, when a guy leaves here, it's, it's a celebration. It's, it's tough for our team personally, but you know, winning is, is a big part of it, but then getting to the next level and experiencing AAA in the big leagues is, is what it's about. I remember when we drafted Max Muncy and I went, is it what? Is this true? There's another Max Muncy. It's Max Muncy 2.0. And, of course, we always get to interview the kids for the first time. And, man, he looked like a high schooler. He looked like he was fresh out of high school. He's now – everything's changed. He's grown. He's growing up. So tell us, Max Muncy 2.0, how, how's he doing with you? He's doing great. Um, you know, when he first got here, he looked like he was just kind of swinging the bat, didn't, didn't really have a plan. Um, but he's evolved. I mean, since he's been here, he's cleaned up his, his defensive actions. He's, he's been a lot more smoother and under control. And at the plate, he has a plan and knows what he wants to do. I think he's hitting around 300 right now. Um, he has some pop. He's got energy. Um, he doesn't lack confidence. Um, he's along the same lines of Geloff when I had Geloff, where he just knows he's good. Um, he doesn't really stress too much about you know, going over four or over six or over eight because he knows at the end of the day he's really good. So he has that internal belief, which is which is which is big. I think mean, most big leaguers have that. Um, he has all the actions. You know, he still has some growing up to do. Of course, he's young. He just turned twenty-one, but overall, he's going to be good. He has power. He has power at the shortstop, you know, position. And uh, once he fines tune his approach a little bit more. Um, he's going to be really good, but you know, it's a constant uh, thing with him and working and, and making sure he understands the game and understands how to play it the right way. A lot of guys come out of high school and, and they were taught in high school, but the college guys really have a, a better feel of, of the winning way and how to do things in certain situations, where to be on every play. And, and he still has a few things to learn, but he's going to go to the fall league and, and, you know, he'll get some exposure there and hopefully he'll learn a few things more and he'll be good. Yeah, we all know when you play college baseball, especially when you first get in freshman, sophomore year, you're going to get it handed to you a little bit. Yeah. These high school guys, I mean, like we all dominated in high school, and then all of a sudden I can't imagine. I mean, I know what the, the route of playing in college, but I, I, I don't know the route of going from high school to the minor leagues. And when you said approach, I just imagine you get to – guys in double-A can flat-out pitch – what that must be like when you get to double A for the first time, if you don't have approach, you're going to learn real quick, uh-oh, I better get one. Yeah, it's an eye-opener. It's an eye-opener for a lot of guys. Um, there's some guys that come here, and, uh, I mean, Max has done a pretty good job. It was really only a few weeks that that he, you know, he struggled. And after that, he, he did well. But, I mean, the Lawrence Butlers of the world and the Zach Geloffs that come here and just dominate out the gate, that's pretty rare. Um, but for how old Muncie is, I mean, at 21, I was in college. I was a college junior. And for him to be hitting 300 in double A and handling himself the way he is, um, it's good to see. But, yeah, I mean, double A has some arms. If you can hit here, uh, you can hit, you know, you can hit at the highest level. And right now he's doing it. 
Cooper Bowman was a part of the Yankee trade that we never talk about, right? We we're so worried about the arms, and we're seeing the arms. Tell us how he's doing. He's great. Um, you know, he's uh, he's a guy who the more he puts the ball in play, the better it's going to be for his career. This guy gets on base, and it's a triple. I um, mean, it's kind of like Ruiz a little bit. Wow. Where uh, he gets on first, he's still second, he's still third. Um, he has a knack for it. He knows when to go. He's he's a smart baseball player. Um, plays good defense. We've thrown him in the outfield a few times, but mainly has played second base here. But uh, he's definitely a game changer. Once he gets on the base, he's a he's a game changer, and he has some pop. He's got to figure out, like I said, how to put the ball and play more and create a little bit of chaos at the plate. Um, but once he does that, he's going to be really good because if if he gets on, it's 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 special. How much have you enjoyed this type of player? being back in baseball and coveted in baseball. I love it. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, the group we we kind of got after we had that, uh, you know, big loss of guys going up to AAA, it's a scrappy group. I love the guys that know how to bunt, that can steal bases, that can get guys over with less than two, that can get them in, that can safety squeeze, that can do all the little small things. So this type of baseball, I love. I mean, you, you love to have guys that can hit the ball to the park all the time, but if you can get guys that, can manufacture runs and know how to do it and and don't need me to tell them every time if the third baseman's back and it's there do it um so you know that's kind of what i said about learning through through failures or them not seeing it themselves um guys picking that up on their own now is you know that's what brings me joy is seeing them do it through themselves and use their own brand on the field and know where to be and know what to do in certain situations so you know this type of baseball the way the game is evolving with the small ball aspect, I love it. I mean, it's, it's something that appeals to me and, and the, the baseball, old school baseball mindset. Learn how to win. It's yeah. like we, we get so much into how hard do you throw? What's the barrel rate? What's the exit velocity? It's like we're playing a game. There is a way to play the game, and it's tough. When you when you execute small ball, it's tough to defend. I mean, it's like all the time we are we're, we talk about a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with actually winning the game. I mean, listen to it's like you're building a, a Long Beach State program there in Midland. Yeah, I mean, you're spot on. You know, I'll sit there and talk with the guys, and they'll be talking about what this guy's flair is or what he's got going on, and I put it into it real quick. It's you know, it's about. <laughs> You know, watch this guy hit a pop-up and run. Watch this guy hit a pop-up, and he's still standing at home plate, and it drops, and he looks like a fool. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know, teaching these guys how to play the game the right way is is my, one of my biggest joys, and teaching them how to execute and 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 how to win and and what really matters. You know, I mean, you you know, you have this uh, this X break and Z break, and you have, you know, uh, this launch angle. Great. But can you get a guy in with less than two? Can you lay down a bunt when we need it? Can you um, be in the right spot? Do you know where to be on every play? It's all these little small things that, you know, you see in the playoffs. When the playoffs come around, all of a sudden everybody becomes a small, you know, small ball team and what it takes to win. But, you know, you can, it's possible to do that every day and figure out a way to to win that game. And, and with the group I have right now, and, uh, you know, that's kind of more the route we're going. Guys are playing the right way and, and figuring out a right way to win. When Daniel Susak was drafted by the A's and they brought him over to A's Cast Live, and I looked down, I went, "Man, this guy looks like a traditional drop back quarterback." I mean, he's a big dude, right? I mean, a really big guy. Uh, could be the future behind the dish. I mean, he's swinging it well. Big guy. I've I've never really I, I, we get to interview him. I've never really seen him play. Just talk about his game offensively and defensively behind the plate. 
Yeah, defensively, he's he's been really good. You know, he's got a few little things, you know, with his blocking that that he's had a few missteps, but for the most part, he's been really good. I mean, he's got a great arm. Uh, he's made some great throws a second. Uh, guys really don't try to run on him too much since he's been here, or they haven't. Uh, it's, uh, it's a pretty impressive arm. So I think, you know, the catching is only going to improve. And the bat has been really good. He's another guy who's hitting over 300 here, and he's only been here for – you know, a few weeks, but he came out the gate really well. Uh, he's got some power. He has power to all fields. Um, and he knows he knows how to play. You know, he's a guy who, you know, went to college and, and understands the right way to play the game and knows how to win and knows how to pick his spots on, on uh, you know, even stealing. He's, he's picked a few spots that were that were good. So overall, his, his game's good. He's, he's got some development to do still and probably some approach things at the plate that haven't, haven't yet been really exposed here because he's hit really well that he'll have to adjust to, but but he's a, he's, he's a good one for sure. He's going to be a good player. Well, i tell you what, it is always an honor to have you on the program someday, probably pretty soon. You're going to be a big league manager. Just just don't forget us here at A's Cast. Once you get that big league job, don't forget us. I never will, of course, Tony. Well, I'll tell you what, I hope you have a great off season. We'll see. We'll talk to you during the off season. Of course, before you know it, we'll get through the holidays. It's fantasy camp and, and then it's uh, spring training. But congratulations on another terrific year because I don't look at record. I look at the teaching and everybody talks about what you're doing down there in Midland is something special. So congratulations and we'll talk to you in the off season. I appreciate that, Tony. Thank you. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. AceCast Live continues from the studio. Here's Chris Townsend. The bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. That is amazing. Is that good? That is so good. Oh, I come on. Be Dun, 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 dun. Monday night football. That's the way to, you know what? When you think about the road to the Super Bowl for the Buffalo Bills starts with Monday night football in New York. You get to get after Aaron Rodgers, take them down week one. Does it get any better than this, friend? No, it, it doesn't. This is a, this is a pretty exciting opening week for the Bills. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Aaron Rodgers is in New York. And, um, you know, I'm in Texas right now, so being able to, to, to watch the Bills on an off day in yeah. Texas doesn't get any better. Yeah, I was thinking about it like, oh, yeah, you guys got Mondays off. And think about just, you know, what what it means for the Bills. This like this is the year, right? It's been building up. It's been building up. You got your quarterback. He seems like he's on every commercial, Verizon commercial now. He's getting his love. It's like, this is it, right? Brady's gone. Miami might be a problem. Let's be honest. Miami might be a problem. But this division right now, this is, this is your destiny is in your own hands. I, I agree. Uh, the the division is pretty tough, though. I mean, you mentioned Miami, and, you know, we'll see how the Jets are. They obviously have a very good defense, and 
see how Rogers does, but it's, it's not a, it's not a cupcake division at all. And it'll be interesting to see how we come out this year. Uh, just how nice has it been to have that set day off where it's like a Monday where everybody knows huh, whether I just need to relax, I got to pay some bills, I got to do some laundry, or even when you're on the road, just get your feet up. Uh, it's been obviously a long season. AAA plays a long season. Just how big is it to know that you got this one day and you can count on it every single week? It's great because there's there's not a lot of stability in the minor league lifestyle. And to have that stability of having the, the one day a week off, you know what day it is. Um, we travel a lot, so that's usually our flight day if we're going on the road or if we're coming home. And it just gives you a little buffer zone in between the six-game series we play to just kind of regroup, recharge, relax. And, you know, depending on what you're doing, depending on where you are, get a nice dinner, do something fun in whatever town you're in. And I, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoy the, the one day off a week. How much do you talk to your players about, you know, hey, what you need to do, what's best for you? As you mentioned, sometimes it's about having fun. Sometimes it's about having rest. How much do you guys have those discussions with the players? Um, just, just kind of conversations about work, life, baseball balance in general, because all these guys have a lot of stuff going on and it, you know, you, you can't grind on one thing too, too much or else it'll consume you. Uh, you do need the, the mental relaxation, the physical relaxation sometimes. And at the same time, when, when we go back to work tomorrow, we'll, we'll get to work, we'll get after it and, you know, play, play hopefully the best baseball of the season, these last 12 games of the regular season. You know, the minor league season is so interesting because of all the player movement. you got to deal with all of that. We've talked to you before about, hey, the number one thing is getting guys ready to come up and play at the, the big league level, and you're going to lose guys. You're going to have guys come back, guys go up. But in the end, you want to win. You're super competitive. You guys are playing well here in the second half. You're leading as we speak over Reno. What is that like as a manager to where you have this roller coaster ride of all these different things going on that you need to prepare and get ready for? But in the end, still, you as a manager, you want to win. Yeah, I mean, you said it. We we want to win every game. And I think if you just have the mentality that every day is like a different movie, you know, there's a very slim chance you're going to have the same roster in AAA for, you know, best case scenario, more than a week at a, at a time. And this season's been no different. I, I, I don't think we've had the same roster for three days in a row, let alone a week. But it's just it's just part of the game. It's part of the job. And it's part of the fun and challenge of, you know, no matter who you have on the roster that day, no matter who's pitching, who's in the bullpen, um, if they've taken five of your guys or, you, you know, you, you're getting five other guys, but they're they're traveling. So you're short. It's just yeah. part of it. And you just have to you just have to make do on any given day. And I think uh, I think our staff and players have done a good job of that this year. How much do you think that's made you a better manager? Well, I, I, I certainly think it helps me with my ability to adapt, adjust, be fluid, um, understanding that it happens. You know, I've, I've been doing this for a decent amount of time now. And um, I like to say that nothing surprises me, but sometimes you, you, you get a curveball and it's like, whoa, that's never happened before. Um, but I, I think it has helped me. I think it has helped me improve with my ability to think and react and, and judge certain things on the fly and just go with the flow and go with what we have on any given night. Yeah, I believe, and, and uh, you're very humble, but I believe you're going to manage in the big league someday. And I just wonder, 
You know, when, when you do have these long series, when you do have stuff that's abnormal to the big league level, the type of preparation, how that prepares you. Because I think the one thing that we don't talk about enough with managers is the chaos that you've got to deal with on and off the field. You're dealing with human beings. You're dealing with guys, especially older guys who have wives and families and kids. There's a lot of things that you have to deal with that you will have to deal with at the big league level. That's why just all this chaos around you to me seems like great preparation for the big league job. I, I agree. I agree. And being able to, to have the demeanor in the midst of chaos that like I, I talked talked about earlier, the lack of stability for a, a lot of things that happen in minor league baseball, just to be that stable presence and that that kind of hopefully calming presence when, you know, things go awry or things are happening quickly. And like you said, the human side of it, where these guys all have different lives, personalities, uh, family situations, come from all different places. And yeah, I, I think it does kind of help just to have the experience of just trying to remain as calm as you can in any any of these situations. When you have some guys who are on a little bit of the younger side, how important is it to finish the journey where we talk about getting through that long season? Because not only at the big league level, but at the AAA level, these guys, some of these young guys, it's the most games they've ever played in a year. Yeah, and that that's – you know, you have to give these guys a lot of credit because I don't have to have a lot of conversations with them about their work ethic or what they're doing to prepare their bodies, what they're doing to prepare their minds before games. Uh, it's just a very professional group that I have a lot of trust in that they're going to do the right thing, you know, before games, during games, after games. And that that's really a sign of a, a good group of, of people, a good group of players and I think the results are starting to come on the field because we're playing our best baseball when, you know, they, they should be at their most tired. They should be at their most beat up. They should be, you know, not putting out their best efforts. And we're seeing the opposite. So a lot of credit to those guys. How cool is the playoffs when you get in and everybody knows each other? There's like no secrets. You guys are playing so many games and you play, I mean, like six game series are crazy to think you play the same guys over and over again just what what take us through what the playoffs are like well i tell you what these six game series and and going into hopefully a playoff berth you you almost have to like try to try new things think of new things uh new plays new signs um new new positioning whatever the case is just something that maybe can give you a competitive edge because we have seen these teams so many times throughout the course of a 150 game season but you know at the end of the day the, the, the question was how was it to make the playoffs and it's it's unbelievable you know we won the division in 2019 and went to the playoffs with the first team uh, in aviators history and we're, we've positioned ourselves to do the same thing and the guys have bought in. The guys are excited. The guys are, are playing for that reason right now. I mean, um, among others. And, you know, a lot of times in AAA seasons at the end of the year, if you're not playing for much, it's tough to motivate guys. It's tough to get guys to, you know, to dig deep and finish out the last 10, 15, 20 games. And, you know, we, another thing that we don't have to worry about, these guys are engaged. They're locked into what they're doing and they're, they're, they're playing a really intense, really fun, really focused type of baseball right now. You know, it's one thing when a guy wears you out for three straight games. In these long series, how do you handle a offensive player 
who's either worn you out throughout the season or he's worn you out, like, let's just say, the first four games. I mean, at some point you get tired of a guy wearing your ass out. So, like, what kind of changes? Like, what do you do going, I'm tired of this guy beating me. Like, <laughs> how do you go about that? that? That is such a great question because there is always one guy every team we play that will just kill us. Yeah. And we'll we'll try to mix up our, our, our approach with him. We'll try to pitch him differently. We'll try to pitch him inside, knock him out to dish a little bit. And for whatever reason, and, you know, our, our guys do it to other teams, too. I, I think it's just across across the game in the PCL. There's always one guy that just kills you for the series and maybe kills you for the season. And it's just a confidence thing with him. It's just uh, maybe he feels comfortable playing against the aviators or whatever the case is. He, you're just always trying to make adjustments that, you know, if, if, if he at, lines out a couple of times, you're like, oh, well, at least we got him out a couple of times. <laughs> But that's, that's definitely an issue, and it's a great question. All right, so some of the players that we've been looking at, now that you've got to see Daryl Hernandez, we know he's an offensive player. He's still young. What, what do you view as his future defensively? Shortstop, third, like, where do you view him defensively long term? I mean, I, I think he can play all three, third, short, and second. He's, he's played – probably 90% of his games here at shortstop, and he's done a really nice job. Um, he works very hard at it. He wants to stay at the shortstop position. You know, there's been some people that have told him, hey, you might end up a second baseman. You might end up a third baseman. And it, at the end of the day, he wants to play in the big leagues. And I, I don't care. I don't think he would care much if he was playing at second base or third base in the big leagues. But at the same time, he's got a, a really, really high belief in his skill set to play shortstop. And that's what he wants to do in the big leagues. And I, I just don't doubt that this kid can do anything that he wants to do because he has such incredible self-belief and confidence in his abilities. And I just wouldn't put anything past Daryl because I think he's that good of a player. All right. Speaking of second base, I came up with this over the weekend. Uh, a guy that used to play for you is now starring for the Oakland Athletics is Zach Geloff. We've been trying to come up with a comp. But it's like I'm a dinosaur now when I bring people up because all these young people that I work with, they have no idea. I was trying to think, who does he remind me of? I came up with Ryan Sandberg. What do you think about that as a comp yeah. for Zach Geloff? Yeah, I, I mean, that's pretty high praise. But uh, I, I would say that Zach has the ability to turn in the kind of career that, that Ryan Sandberg turned in. I, I mean, just so athletic and, and so – so gifted on both sides of the ball, the way he runs bases, uh, his his mindset and the way he goes about everything. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a really good one, actually. I wouldn't call you a dinosaur for saying that. Fran, you would have thought I was talking about a guy in the 1930s. <laughs> it's not like you dropped a Honus Wagner on him. <laughs> I mean, I felt like I was like sharpening spikes, taking trains, playing in wool uniforms. That's what I like. Ryan Sandberg, like I, I forget a lot of these kids. Because the reason why I went with Sandberg is Sandberg early in his career ran a lot. Like there were there was a year he had 54 stolen bases, multiple years he had 30. He's 6'1", Geloff's about 6'2". I, you know, there, there's a lot of when you look at their games seem very similar. And I've just been looking for a comp, and, and I like that one. Uh, uh, Brett Harris, how is he doing? Well, he, he's doing he's doing great. Are you asking about how he's doing on the field or how he's doing physically after getting hit with a 97-mile-an-hour fastball in the face? I didn't see that. My God, is he all right? I didn't know about that. Uh, yeah, honestly, it was best-case scenario. I mean, he took it flush in the face, and he oh. handled it 
absolute champ. Um, but yeah, there's no facial fractures and, uh, he, he still has all his teeth. Um, he had to get six stitches in his lip and, uh, he's got some concussion symptoms, but you know, all things being equal, it was really the best case scenario for taking that kind of, uh, violent hit by pitch. But yeah. before that, he was, he was fantastic, you know, playing a great third base and, and hitting the ball real well and make, making adjustments that he needed to make. And hopefully he only gets, gets to miss a, a few games and get back on the field for us. Are you excited for a lot of your guys for this coming spring training that you know that, I mean, we're going to have just a massive fight everywhere for jobs. I can't wait. It's going to be a bunch of young guys. We're all going to be there. Let's fight it out for who's going to be the 26. I think you've got a lot of guys on your roster that got a shot next year. Are you excited for that? I am. I, we have a lot of really good, young, hungry players. And, you know, just I've had conversations about that exact thing, you know, going into spring training next year and fighting for a spot on the big league roster. And there's there is going to be quite a few people from this this roster that are going to, you know, make those bids and make those pushes to to make the big league team. And I think it's exciting. I think anytime there's competition for the highest level in sports, it's it's a good thing for the organization, for the players for a winning environment, a winning atmosphere, because the competition is spring training and, and usually you know, spills over into the competition of the season. And the more good players you have competing for those spots, you know, chances are the better off your major league team is going to be. So I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a really good spring training next year. One more on the team, Joey Estes. What have we seen so far? I believe he's still 21 or just turned 22. Yeah, yeah, he's he's going to be really good um, for how young he is, how mature he is, how poised he is on the mound, the way he competes, his focus, his energy. Uh, you can see it in the way people defend behind him. He is really good tempo. And I haven't even started talking about his stuff, which is which is really good as well. Um, you know, he's taken he's taken some some learning curve lumps that a lot of people take when they come up to a different level. And he's smart as a whip and is, is doing a really nice job of making adjustments. And I think he's got a really bright, bright future ahead of him. Well, back to football, the most important thing here. You realize um, Super Bowl's in Las Vegas. So when the Bills are in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, you're not going to have to make crazy travel plans. You got the place to stay. You know the lay of the land. This is going to be an easy Super Bowl for you. <laughs> I think we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. What are you talking about? You got to believe. If you don't believe, you can't get there. <laughs> you got to believe. I appreciate the confidence. Hey, I will tell you a, a, a great story. Well, like I said, we just we just landed in Austin and drove to Round Rock. Yeah. And uh, it's an off day, and the staff is looking for a place to watch the game. And the Anchor Bar is the the original chicken wing restaurant started in Buffalo, you know, 70, 75 years ago. The Mojo. Yeah. Well, guess what? There's an anchor bar franchise here in Round Rock of all places. Is that not a sign? Uh, call my bookie and let's put all our money on the bills to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's, it's out in front of us right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we're heading over there after this call, actually. And we're going to, uh, you know, belly up to about 200 chicken wings and watch the Bills beat the Jets tonight. You're telling me a franchise that started in Buffalo is in Austin, Texas? Yeah, and there's not even a lot of – there's maybe five franchises of this place in the, in the entire country, and one of them's in Texas. What in the Jim Kelly is going on here? 
That is a sign. I, I couldn't agree more. Well, I, 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 I'm very happy for your butt. You know, be, do you have it? Oh, Monday Night Football. You know, as a Raider fan, going in week one, winning in Denver, your first win in division on in a tough place to play is huge. You go in week one. It's only week one, but you go into New York, Aaron Rodgers, win week one on the road in division. People really don't realize when you talk about how hard it is to win in sports, it's hard to win in the NFL on the road in division. This will really be huge for you guys. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully a great way to start the season. Hopefully a fun game. You know, it should be fun to, to watch two offenses and two really good defenses battle it out. So we'll see. Looking for uh, AFC East domination tonight for the Bills. Chicken wings, beer, Monday night football, and a Bills win. Go have fun, my friend. And we always appreciate the time. And we'll talk to you when you guys are in the playoffs. All right. Thanks a lot. Awesome. A little Monday night football talk there with the great Fran Reard, the leader of men. That was a lot of fun. We want to thank Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, stopping by A's Cast Live. Also, Bobby Crosby and Fran Reardon, the managers in Midland and Las Vegas. Both guys mean a lot to this organization. We appreciate them all coming on A's Cast Live. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.